0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. This is primarily a little bit of a pep talk to the new Commit Six group that's tonight's day, and it's heavily inspired by them because today is the first day of the February intake. We are doing something a little bit different this intake. We are setting range targets and then not weighing, not looking for progress measurements, and instead just focusing on living life, feeling your best, staying within the range targets for a full 30 days and we're going to be supporting you to do this and instead of defining a successful week based on what the scales say, the successful week is defined by your actions not your outcomes because the actions are what you can actually control. And you will get so much further if you focus on what you can control and not what you can't control. Plus, you'll start beating yourself up about inevitable scale weight fluctuations, which is why so many people give up on their diet. And that in itself is this huge mindset shift for a lot of people. Sadly, most women have a really poor relationship with the scale. And even when they logically and... what's the right word? Logically and word for being smart coming to me. It's not coming. Basically, even when they logically know that that's not fat, those those numbers are going to change anyway. It still trips people up. It still puts people in a bad mood. It still impacts their behaviors going forward. And so the solution that I have come up with is called 30 HD, and it stands for 30 days, head down. You don't weigh yourself for 30 days, and instead you do this and you lose more fat. Now, you'll only lose more fat if you're sticking to the right targets. I know a lot of people talk about consistency, and I think one thing we need to consider is that you need to be consistently doing the right things to get results. Like, some people do come to me and, like, I've been so consistent. But it's like, yes, but you have been consistently doing the wrong things, so you're not going to get the right result, right? This is why it's important to make sure those targets are right for you, and this is why we set them for you. And it is mad to me The, probably the most common reason that people give up on their diets, despite the fact they are working, is because they get disheartened by these inevitable and unavoidable scale weight fluctuations. And you cannot control what the scales say. It's really not that important. But anyway, even if you are really wanting to weigh a certain amount, like, you still can't control day-to-day fluctuations. No matter what you do, even if you're sitting at maintenance, even if your body composition isn't changing, they will still go up and down. And with this approach, we will set you range targets. And if you stay within these targets, which, as I said, we personally set for you and then support you to stick to them, then you will 100% get results. And I have almost all of my clients doing this at the moment. It works insanely well i started doing it with my one-to-ones and now i'm going to use it on commit six it removes distraction it helps you focus and it stops you feeling like giving up every other day when inevitably the scales change that is what makes dieting so exhausting like that constant looking for a result instead we focus on your actions which you can control and it's the actions that we know are going to get you results you will be amazed at what you can achieve in just 30 days, and actually how much more enjoyable it is when you put your head down and you focus on taking these actions. And if you're on Commit Six, I want you to fully commit to this. Give me your trust for 30 days, you're here, you've paid, you may as well, this works, trust me on it. And don't, after a couple of days, look for, you know, like go and weigh yourself or something. Give me 30 days. Most of you are here because you've tried everything before. Most of the people we work with are fed up because they've tried sometimes for 50 years on and off yo-yo dying. Give me just 30 days and I'll prove to you it doesn't have to be that way. Okay, so I have got slightly sidetracked by my excitement by 30 HD. This is actually meant to be about a question I asked the group last night. And I asked the group what they were most afraid of when they started or, did I use the word afraid? What they were most concerned about or like worried about when they started. And I've collected some of the most common here. So the first one was, I found it a bit daunting to get my head around when I first started till the penny dropped that unlike many other diets I've done over the years, actually I set the rules on commit six. Once I had my calorie range targets and my non-negotiable, it, negotiables, it was about me and deciding to do it for me. And I think this is such a big thing, right? You decide what you can achieve on the non negotiable side. People often, and I'm going to come on to this, but people often set these too high. That's what the optimal side is for, right? Like some people set goals too low and they're just not exciting. And I always kind of thought about, I'm like, oh, do we set people really realistic goals, but then they're not that excited about them? Or do we set people really high goals, knowing that sometimes they won't hit them, but then there's this mindset of, oh, I'm just going to give up if I can't hit that goal, or I only manage it for a week, and then you get into this all or nothing perfectionist mindset. Why not have a range target, eh? Eh? Then you get the best of both, right? So like, my non-negotiable targets of like 8,000 steps a day, that's not exciting me, that's not pushing me, that's not really, you know, like it's its moving me slightly forward, but it's pretty slow. But then my optimal target might be like 12,000 steps a day. That does excite me, that does push me, that does require a little bit of effort. That's how you want to set your targets. Knowing that your non-negotiable is basically a promise that you're going to make to yourself. I can definitely do this, I will show up for myself every day and at least do this. But also, on my good days, I'm going to push myself to that optimal. That's how you should think of them, right? So your calories might be like, I don't know, 1,600 might be optimal. But hey, my non-negotiable is I'm not going to go over 2,000. That means I'm always moving forward because 2,000 is about my maintenance, right? And if fat loss is my goal, then anywhere between those two, I'm moving forward. Now, if I want to lose fat quicker, sure, I'll, I'll try and be more on that optimal side. I'm not going to give up if I can't be there. And I'm going to be realistic that I cannot promise to myself that for 30 days I will stick to 1600 calories. It's not realistic. I'm setting myself up for failure. Right, so what do you know? You know, someone's got, I've used this analogy before and I know it's, it's harsh, but it really brings it home. Someone has a gun to a really cute puppy's head. What are your non-negotiables? And if you don't hit them, that puppy's going to die that's the stakes that we're looking at here, right? So set realistic non-negotiables and they can change. You know, if you're looking at yours at the moment, you're like, oh, actually, now that there's a puppy on the line, I think I might need to rethink how I've set these. Okay, (laughs) reset them, it doesn't matter. But from the start of this 30 days, which starts today, make sure that your non-negotiables, that bottom end of your target are realistic, And you can have a big gap between your bottom end of your target and then your optimal that you're striving for, but make sure it's realistic and you're not setting yourself up for failure like most other diets do. Then this person says, um, also spending enough time thinking about your why and making it way bigger than just the scale weight. Again, not worrying that there's a right answer, but it needs to be your motivation. I love this and it's so spot on because you definitely need to know your why but it's not something that you should procrastinate over because your why will change like for me at the moment mine is to feel my best show up at my best and try and live in a way that gives me the most energy and enjoyment out of life and staying in shape is kind of a byproduct of that like I need to stay in shape to do that but your why might change at different times you know like I don't know say I was Now, doing a powerlifting competition, that's literally never going to happen. But hey, we can all (laughs) imagine that it did. Then, you know, my why would be slightly different. Or if I want to run a marathon. Or, I don't know, right? Loads of things could happen. Both of those situations are very unlikely to happen. But your your why might change slightly. But it's always going to be bigger than just scale weight. And I love that she's put in here not worrying that there's a right answer. Because some people just are like, oh, do you know what? I'll I'll not make any changes until I just figure out exactly like the meaning of life. And then I'll start. It's like, no, you, you kind of have to learn by living. Oh, who's that Eleanor Roosevelt? Thank you, Eleanor, for the quote. OK, um, what was next? OK, she also says also how non-judgmental any of the coaches are in the whole community is. Genuinely people who want to build each other up. And help you find your own success. That's absolutely our vibe. Um. Okay, next worry. This came up a lot. And I know that it's one of people's biggest worries. My main worry is that I'll fail again. This is probably the most common one. Um, and I get it. Because a lot of people have spent 50 years failing on diets. Then why would it be different, right? That's the story you've told yourself. That's the proof you have. That's the evidence that every time you try it. You just put the weight back on. So why would you try again? And at some point you have to decide this is going to be different. You are completely capable. But if you go in with the mindset of, yeah, I'll try this, but I know I'm it's not going to work. The likelihood is it won't work. You have to go in with the mindset of, do you know what? I'm sick of this now. Sometimes it takes getting like pissed off. Like, do you know what? I'm absolutely sick of going up and down. I'm sick of my own bullshit. This time is going to be different. I've got the right support. I'm committing to it. I'm not going to talk myself into failure. And the thing is here, you genuinely can't fail. Like the failure is not reaching out for help. We are solution finders, right? So if something comes up, which it inevitably will, that's life. We will help you find a solution to it. And then when you delve a little bit deeper into this, most people, <clears throat> in my opinion, aren't so much afraid of failure, but they are afraid of how they will feel about themselves if they fail. Like, will they be able to pick themselves up again? How will it impact how they show up? What will their mood be like? What will their self-belief be like? Most people are afraid of how they will feel if they fail, not the practical side, right? And it's why it doesn't really help when someone points out that, hey, you may as well try because... If you try and fail, you'll only be ending up where you are now. I don't know where Oh, I don't know where that accent came from. Also I don't normally podcast at this time and I think I'm in quite a strange mood. Anyway, um the whole kind of like you've got nothing to lose from trying, like I get it, for sure. And I think I often speak about this in a business context because it like it hurts trying stuff and it not working. Not So much from a practical standpoint of like, oh yeah, well, you tried it, it didn't work, cool, fine. It's not that, it's putting yourself out there, it's putting in the effort, it's how you feel when you fail. Even other people's judgment isn't really that important, it's like the judgment of yourself. And that's rarely spoken about, is like the confidence that you lose from trying and failing. And this psychological pain of feeling like you failed, that's what's hard to get back up from. And that's why I want you to commit to this, no matter how long it takes you. And instead of thinking that you failed, just think, okay, I need to find a different way. Like, it's not a failure, it's an experiment. And I think that with business all the time, like, okay, well, that experiment didn't work. Cool. Let's try another one. Let's tweak that. Let's get some feedback and go again, rather than, well, that completely failed and make it about you and your worth. It's like, okay, well, it didn't didn't quite hit that right. How are we going to approach this in a different way and when it comes to fat loss that's absolutely true like there are so many ways to lose fat that's why there's so many different diets out there they all fundamentally apply the same mechanism right or they work via the same mechanism but the reason that different diets work for different people is because it suits different people right and we just need to find what suits you and normally the reason that people have failed on diets before is because they're trying to fit a diet into their life not optimise their life by making changes to their diet. And that's how we think about it. How What's your best life look like and how can we help you live it? And by the way, everyone's best life includes health, fitness, happiness. So you have to do these things. But they'll look slightly different for everyone. Um, the other one that comes up quite a lot, will my busy schedule and ups and downs of my mood, especially with being perimenopausal, perimenoma- be something I can overcome and manage um, while making the changes I need to. Now, this is undoubtedly harder when you're perimenopausal and your mood fluctuates more. This is why we do two things. One, we focus on mood first because everything is easier to action when you're in a good mood. Secondly, we reframe how you see diet and exercise. So rather than seeing it as something... Like something else that you need to fit into your busy life. See it as the way in which you manage your busy life. The happier fittier, the happier fittier, healthier you are, the more that you can handle and kind of better show up for your whole life. You don't have to do this. You get to do this, and you'll soon realize that. The right approach gives you more energy, not less. And this is especially true during perimenopause. But the approach that works for you now might not be the same as what it was premenopause. And it might not be the same as somebody else. It's figuring out the right dose for you to optimise your energy, not drain your energy. And then this one, I'm just going to read out word for word with probably nothing to add because it's absolute gold from Emily. She says, "I think that for me, the most important thing to remember was that it's my journey, not anybody else's. So it only mattered what I can do. If something was written down and I wasn't capable of it, that's OK. We changed it to something that I could manage, and that's totally okay to do that. It's you versus you. I am going to add something because that's such a good point. Like, I don't think people think that saying through enough, like, it is you versus you. It's you versus the version of you that isn't even trying. Because sometimes people just compare to others all the time. You can only compare to the version of you that's not making an effort. And then she says, don't worry about what anyone else is doing or where you think you quote unquote should be. There is no quote unquote should. There is just where you are and where you want to be. Commit to six is about finding the way from one to the other in a way that suits you best and that you can manage. I still change loads of stuff to make it work for me and I've made incredible progress. And then she says, I think anyway, because she's very overly down to earth. (laughs) But she has made like actually unbelievable progress and not just like scale weight progress and physical progress, but even the change I've seen in your mindset. But also like when someone struggles with flare ups around things like ME, chronic fatigue, perimenopause, It can be so much harder because you feel like you're sometimes taking three steps forward and one step back. And that mindset of, okay, today's different unexpectedly. What can I do versus what can't I do and getting pissed off by that? There is going to be a part two coming to this because I've just realised I need to leave in three minutes. And I didn't leave myself enough time because there is some absolute gold on this thread. And I think going through each of them is going to be so useful to people because it's essentially people's biggest fears, biggest worries, biggest barriers, and we're going to break them all down. When I say we, am I? Yeah, we, we, the podcast team. I mean, maybe I'll bring it to the Q and A, and the coaches can help. Um. Anyway, if you would like to join Commit to Six, you can still join today. Um. Head to the link in the show notes or message me. Quote unquote commit on Instagram, I'm at ESG Fitness. Um, This isn't like what you've tried before. And if you've already signed up and this is your first day of 30 HD, commit to this fully. You can genuinely change your life in 30 days and being action focused will get you far better results. And finally, if you're listening to this and think anyone would benefit from listening to the ESG Fitness podcast, please do share it with them. Podcast algorithms are crap. Basically, you only get more listens when people share things. And I would massively appreciate it. So thank you.